Hello and welcome to Doing Time, episode 11, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have guest and Chicago comedian Leah Cundiff. Hi, Leah. Hello. How are you? Doing all right. How are you? Good. Hello. Um, so the first question I ask, like, you know, you were going to talk about your experiences in a psych ward, is right. just, like, how much time have you done? So so technically not that much. I've only mm -hmm. done, like, I think probably 18 hours or something like that. Wow, okay. Yeah, but so I never actually got into the... I went and got it, I admitted myself into the hospital and then mm -hmm. I was there for about 12 or 13 hours mm -hmm. just waiting it felt like and then they went and we, we had I had to talk to some people and they were like we're gonna see if you need to stay longer mm -hmm. and so I was like oh yeah this is the time to lie right because like I was like I'm not gonna be here for another week I like I've heard did you f did you feel like you needed to be there or yeah like, oh what? I absolutely should have been there for a okay while. so that's kind of what i want like i remember you were messaging me about yeah, it and yeah. i really wanted to talk about it because i think it's really important to kind of shed light on why people don't want to be in one when it seems yeah. obviously the, no one wants to go to one but when right. you're in that place it almost seems like the safest place but it but, sometimes isn't yeah it really like i felt so unsafe like as soon as i walked in there like I already didn't want to go, mm. and people were like, you, you, need to, you need to do something. And so it was already a struggle to get me to walk into the hospital. And I, at one point, I walk in, and um, talking to the nurse, and I'm just like, I, I need to leave. So mm -hmm. I try to leave, and the person that I was with, uh, one of my friends, she actually uh, told the nurse what was happening. And so then when I was telling the nurse I need to leave, she's like, oh, no, you can't leave now. She was oh, like, she's like, now that we know you're trying to hurt yourself, you have to stay here. Well, it's like a legal thing. Yeah. Can you, do you mind, I mean, and also, like, trigger warning to anybody who's out there, but can you just mind sharing, um, or you don't have to share anything you're not comfortable with, but just, like, why you were in there in the first place, or, like, what, what were, like, were you self-harming, or, like, things like that? Yeah, I was, um, so, like, I, I had a really rough uh, few months last year, and this is kind of okay. when it all happened. Okay. It was actually this time last year. Okay. Uh, and I I just, it was a really bad couple of weeks, and I think it led up to, like, um, I have some drinking problems. Okay. And so when I drink, I get extra suicidal. Like, I'm already, like, and so the both times I've actually attempted were both times that I was not completely sober. Wow. And okay. so that's one thing I've had to change recently about myself but like it was yeah it was one of those things where I had tried to kill myself I tried to hang myself oh, classic I'm sorry <laughs> Robin Williams definitely did, so I have yeah. to, <laughs> that was definitely gonna be my response classic okay <laughs> keep going no <laughs> but like so like I had tried to hang myself Wednesday night and then I went to work the next day and I was having, an, it was just awful. And then I had like a really bad panic attack at work. It lasted about, say like 30 plus minutes. Like it wow. was like, I was on the floor. Like it was bad. I had uh, one of my coworkers came in and th that's one of the other things. Like when people try to like comfort you when you're having like a panic attack or something, it's like, they don't know what to do and you don't want them 
like sometimes it just makes it yeah worse. and i think it's like well first of all just to speak to that like i i don't think people first of all know what to do mm-hmm. and then they also could be doing the wrong thing because they don't know what to do and it's not really taught to communicate yeah. what your mental health needs are where if i'm having a panic attack please don't hug me please don't yes. touch me but say it's going to be okay you know people don't really have the vocabulary nowadays yeah. to speak about it so i think it's super important like to tell people around you not you know in the job interview but like if you're close with a coworker and she you're really anxious and be like if i have a panic attack i need this but i think it's so uncomfortable and there's that stigma and it's not even like depression and anxiety or stigma mm-hmm. it's like the needs around that right yeah, it's yeah. like oh if i have anxiety please do this or please don't do that it's like people feel like they're being coached almost and it's it's so individualized mm-hmm. it's like it's like that's the thing it's so individual for every single person so why are we why is everyone supposed to know how to deal with someone else's right exactly and and i think well there's so many people who have it too yeah where it's like everybody kind of should be aware of everybody else's needs but i definitely think and it's not set ingrained in stone like please don't hug me but it's like it's kind of like, you know, and I've communicated this with the people I love and, like, my boyfriend and my mom and close friends. Like, if I'm having a panic attack, don't try to solve my problem. Don't yeah. say, oh, we'll get this figured out. I don't want to hear anything about what I'm anxious about. I just want you to be like, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Like, breathe. Because I get, I hyperventilate. Yeah, yeah. So, but everybody's different. Some people have panic attacks and they freeze. So it just really depends. Yeah. And you my, know? mine mixes so much, too, because it's not every panic attack is the same. Like, it has okay. similar, like, things. Like, I think one thing I do is, like, I, I'm, I, I'm always, like, rocking back and forth. Like, mm, I have to be on okay. the ground. I have to, like, feel cold. That's, one, like, okay. like, temperature is something that's always does, helped me. Does heat make you nervous? No. Okay. He, when I'm hot, I get super anxious. Really? Yeah, I start, like, sweating and getting, like, my head starts spinning. But, yeah. That makes it's, sense. But, I mean, it's di- see, it's, like, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, you so, know, so you might need the way I would react to it for you would be different from how you would react if it was happening to me. Of course, and I don't think people know that it's like, oh, if you're depressed, you're in bed all day. If yeah. you're anxious, you're nervous. It's like, right. no, there's different. There's like a whole uh, like textbook about yeah. the different symptoms and signs of what these things are. So, um, but what? So you so you had a panic attack? Yeah, so I had a panic attack and. Um, when I had a panic, that panic attack, I had called my friend at the beginning of it. Okay. And was like, I don't know what to do. I didn't know, part of me didn't even know why I had called her. Because it was like one of those mm. things, like, it was the beginning of our friendship. So we were friends and we had seen each other around and we talked a lot. But it wasn't like we were best friends. Like, we didn't hang out every day, stuff like that. And so for some reason, I was just like at the beginning of having this panic attack and I just decided to call her. Mm. And so I'm having this panic attack and I'm talking to her at one point. And so she decides that she's gonna come pick me up after work mm. and we're gonna go to her place after. Cause I was like, I was having a panic attack and I was talking about how like, I wanted, I, I hated myself. I was like, I wanna kill myself. I don't wanna be here, blah, blah, you know. The huge. Yeah. <laughs> what they all yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. So she was like, okay, well, how about you stay at my place for the night, and we'll see how you feel in the morning. And in the morning, I was like, no, yeah, I absolutely still want to kill myself. Like, duh. Mm-hmm. But it, and it was, it was, I was trying to play it a little, like, cooler, 
but she was like freaking out she was like you're you keep talking about how you're going to kill yourself and mm. how you're going to hang yourself yeah and okay. so she's like you have to go to- and was this the time that you were admitted to the hospital though yeah, yeah. were those suicide attempts prior to that one of them was okay I, and then yeah. one of them was after yeah i had okay. one probably like a few months ago over oh, the so summer sorry it happens. Yeah, but it's like, but see, even like your reaction, like it's like people don't like, like it's not fine, but it's like that's my response too yeah. when I tell people that they're like, yeah, it's like, I'm uh, like yeah, it's fine. What, what do you want me to say? Like, right? Oh, but yeah. I'm saying like I just don't think, and it's it's just it's like what else is there to say? Yeah. But I think there's should be, I mean yeah it sucks you just say I'm sorry I don't yeah. really know how I don't even know how to respond you know because yeah. it's like it's such a deep thing where there's not me and uh, somebody else talked about this they're like. This, there's not really vocab to describe yeah. uh, like what you're feeling the process of it going yeah. through it and so then when you react to it and you're like I can or attempted suicide mm-hmm. you're like oh I'm sorry because yeah. it, it's there's no other like word to kind of describe right. it yeah there's no, and there's also no way to like say it easily like when I say oh yeah I tried to kill myself right. it's like oh that's extreme mm-hmm. but it's like I don't what, what do you want me to say do you want I can't right. I can't sugarcoat it for you Right, like, there's no way to, like, lead into yeah, it. It I was mean, what it was. Right. I did what I did. Mm-hmm. Good thing I was drunk. I was not very good yeah. at it. <laughs> All right? I was yeah, like, the alcohol could have saved you, honestly. I mean, um, yeah, so so tell me about, so you mentioned, you know, you, you don't really, obviously weren't too fond of the hospital, and this was yeah. in Chicago, correct? Yeah, yeah, Okay. So, okay, wow. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, Northwestern is very known for their... And prestigious yeah like, yeah and, it's and a I great mean, hospital yeah i mean i'm still just going through therapy through northwestern okay yeah and everything yeah it was just there. like the nurses and and the, it was specifically one nurse when she was like you have to stay here it was like that instant feeling of like oh my rights are no longer mm. existing like i i right. i no longer had rights you're not a person you're like a piece of paper yeah that's what people keep saying too it's like you sign away your life sort yeah. of thing where it's like, oh, I'm just because I want to do something to myself. And obviously it, it's not even the fact that, you know, you're, you're going through this whole process and, and you're seen as a piece of paper. It's more the fact that like, I'm not being treated as a human being. Yeah. So like, obviously they, sh- they shouldn't le- let you right. leave. Right. But it's the way they handle it. Yeah. It's the, it's the like being harsh and then saying like, you can't leave because my job's in jeopardy versus like, Oh my god! What could we do to help? Right, and they're watching you change because you're like, oh, change into this. Right. And it's like even when I was changing, there was a nurse in the room, and that was like really uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. I hated that, and it was I had like, to like, I almost had to like squat and cough or something like that. Yeah. Oh wow. But that was like a week into being in the hospital. Okay. okay. So it was like weird. It's like, what would I have brought in? You know. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like super vulnerable <laughs> yeah it, and it was one of those things where like and i had tried to actually write a, a joke about this spe- specific moment of mm-hmm. i was i was like in my gown and uh i mean it was cold right you're in mm-hmm. a hospital it's not warm and i was i was like asked the nurse if i could go to the bathroom and she's like yeah but i have to walk you and i'm like okay whatever yeah and so she's walking me to the bathroom and I look over, and there's someone else, a patient, laying, and she has, like, sweatpants on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, how did, how did she get to wear her sweatpants? Yeah. And I can't wear mine. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, because she's not in psych. Like, what? Yeah, she was like, she's not, she's not, she wasn't into the psych ward. That's not, 
why she was in the hospital, so that's why she could wear sweatpants. So it was basically like, oh, if you're in the psych, you can't wear sweatpants. That's what she... And oh, like, no, it's because so I'm crazy. Weird. I can't wear pants. Because, <laughs> yes, I'm going to yeah. take these and I'm going to... Yeah, exactly. You're going to, like... In the bathroom right now. That's actually the plan. <laughs> that's why I asked her why she had pants. Yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted, I wanted another way out. Yeah, it's... I mean... Well, here's the thing. Like, in essence, of course, yes, it does make sense that, like, anything you could hang yourself with, of course, like, people are going to try it. Like I said before on this podcast, um, there was some, I couldn't use batteries because somebody had tried to swallow them, right? I wanted my mom to bring me, like, an alarm clock, something with a battery, like, Mm -hmm. something, I don't, maybe, like, a reading light at night, something that required batteries. And I couldn't because somebody tried to swallow them. So, like, I get all those rules are made for a reason. Mm -hmm. However, uh since it does happen to only like one person it's always like the exception to the rule type of thing they shouldn't assume everyone's going to do that right? right it's like that one person and they should um i think if they show a little trust it might actually improve your depression i i agree i think that's the one thing you like they go in there and like not only are your rights taken away they know no one trusts you like you have At no one all. like like I even remember being like taken down by the security guard, mm-hmm. and it's like one of those things. He's like, "Yeah, man, like you're the easiest patient I've had to deal with." Like I've, because he's like, I've had patients where I've had to like wrestle them down and like right. tie them to the wheelchair. And you're like a skinny yeah. person. Yeah, like, you're just... not. Yeah, like you're not like a. I'm, I've seen people have to get tied down who were like 225 pound men. Like <laughs> there was there was this really funny moment where I was in the hospital, and there's this other person that was also in the hospital. And she was, like, she was definitely a little different level than I was. And she's, like, she looks over at me at one point, and she's, like, man, don't worry, I'm gay, too. <laughs> I'm, like, what the fuck? You're, like, I didn't kill myself because of that. But, yeah. okay, cool. I'm I've trying to kill I'm myself. look like this for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, you're not alone. She could have just said you're not alone. Yeah. She didn't have to say, like, I'm gay, too. Yeah, that's so funny. But it's kind of moments like that, though, that you, like, kind of forget about what's going on. And I think um, having humor as a coping mechanism is one of the biggest things. Like, I always hung around the funny people in the psych ward because it was – it just made the stay easier because it's like if you're already in such a state where you're – because I attempted suicide and I was in there. If you're already in that type of state – and then you, and then you're in a psych ward with all your rights taken away, like you said. And then you're hanging around more miserable people. You're only gonna want out going to do it again. So yeah. you need to hang around people that are gonna lift you up and make your experience a yeah. little bit chain or shift your perspective. Right. And I, I think people's energy really affects your energy. Like if you put yourself yeah. around negative people, you're gonna have a ne- more negative experience. So like if you're trying to get out of a negative place, mm-hmm. so like putting yourself in people who have who have been in the same negative space but have humor about it that just honestly makes more sense because it just sounds like at least they're trying exactly at least exactly and and even if even if they're faking it to get out of it i mean they don't say fake it till you make it for no reason exactly so you said you mentioned that you were only in there for like 18 hours so what happened between like the time you got there and so you know why you left and stuff i mean a good chunk of the time was me just sitting there in the hospital bed just waiting and waiting and waiting and it was a friday night that i had gone in so that's like always kind of the busier time time for hospitals and so yeah i just sat there for a long ass time and i felt like it was the most pointless thing and so we ended up so i ended up talking to someone about probably 12 hours into me being there 
or something like that, and I'm talking to to a nurse or something, and uh, or a psychiatrist, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And she's like asking me all these questions, and she's like, "Do you think you're safe to stay or to to go home? And like, what would you do if you went home right now?" I was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't try to kill myself at all." Like, right. No. But like, that was only head, like a twelve hour ago right? thing. Like, no, I'm like, fine. That was yeah. a phase. Yeah. Like, you... <laughs> it's not a phase, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, I mean, so you said, okay, so you said, you know, I'm not yeah, going to try yeah. to come myself, and they let you go. Yeah, they were like, they, and it took about two or three hours to get to that point, but they were like, because they had kept going back and forth, and I had talked to them a couple times, They had, and then they actually brought the person that I was with mm-hmm. to talk to them as well. Yeah, they, like, talked to... Oh, yeah. to get, like, more information? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and... I was afraid that she was that the person I was with was gonna say stuff that was gonna make me stay. Have to stay for oh a hundred percent. So I like straight up told her I was like, "Yo, you like tell them that I'll be fine." Mm-hmm. Like I was like, "I need to leave because me being here isn't going to help." Right, and then I think it's also too like how you mentioned when you were in there and the lady was asking you like, "Do you think you're safe?" And then they let you go. It's like they shouldn't. Not that you know you, no one wants to be in a psych ward but they should make you stay but it's kind of like it's this big us against them mentality yeah. where like we don't ask you what you need we tell you what you need mm-hmm. because we're the normal ones and you're the crazy ones and it's like no this could easily be like every to be honest every nurse psychiatrist has been through something that made them want to pursue that career right so like i wanted to be a therapist i've tried to kill myself yeah. you know so it's like i think people forget about that and mm-hmm. I think it goes into like the laws and obviously but I think like there needs to be more bedside manner when it comes to oh you're going to be safe at home but like what do you need can we set you up with like a therapy referral or something because yeah. they just don't do enough and I think they're also understaffed as well and I oh, think yeah. that's why like obviously it takes so long for you to get in there but not only that it's just how how are you going to let somebody go you know if right. they just I would honestly have oh uh, no you didn't attempt suicide though no I did but I'm saying that time oh that no I and like two days you before. like oh shit before I went to the hospital oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was, it was okay, Wednesday that I had attempted and Friday that I ended up being in the hospital okay so but the, did they know about the attempt yes Okay. Yeah, they knew that, like, I... See, yeah, I think, sorry, I think that whole process is different, because I, like, woke up in the hospital okay. from, like, the shit. Okay. And then, and then went upstairs, because they're like, well, you were admitted. Yeah. I had a different experience, but... So, because so, mine, I was unsuccessful. I like, mean, completely. Sick. Well, yeah, yeah, as yeah. in, like, as in, like, that moment, like, I yeah. didn't, no one found me, or no one was like, oh, no, they might be dying. Like, it mm. was, like... It was like, oh, this isn't working. Okay, so I just took the belt off. I was like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. And, and so, so it sounds like where you you tried. I I and you took pills. Okay, so you were yeah. already out when when they put you in the hospital. So basically, what happened was, is I like took them, and I it was more like a cry for help that I like wanted help, but I was like, I'm not getting what I need. Mm-hmm. So let me take pills. Okay. And see if this like gets me to like a hospital if i die fine you know i don't give a shit like i'm done you know so that happened and then i like told my mom like right after i took the pills i was living with her and she's like what the fuck and so she's like get in the car and i was like no i want to die blah blah blah. and then she finally got me in the car and Mm -hmm. then i like got to the hospital but i like passed out for like hours because i was like i had to drink that like 
charcoal stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I and then I slept for probably a day, because I took like Xanax type yeah. stuff. So I mean, kill, trying to kill yourself takes a lot of energy. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm writing a bit about it. How I'm like, it's really not hard for me. I should have just like eaten peanut butter or something. Like, it's so easy to like. Oh, are you allergic to peanut butter? Oh, deathly. Yeah. yeah, that's like sign number one is that I was so stupid. I literally could have bought bought a Reese's Pieces and actually enjoyed myself yeah? on the way out. Yeah. God, yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, you're like, sounds like a good yeah, plan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, where I work, I literally just found there's a vine of blueberries. Uh-huh. And so if you know blueberries, when they grow on the vine, they're poisonous. Yeah. Right. So there's just a shit ton Perfect. of poisoned blueberries yeah. outside work. So I'm just like, oh, if I'm just having a tough day. Having a bad day, you're like, always got stuff in the bag. <laughs> Thank you, Hunger Games. You gave me ideas. Yeah, exactly. Poison berries, man. We're back from break. Thanks for waiting patiently. Um, <laughs> so many listeners and followers. I just can't stand it. Um, God, so, okay, up. so I was talking to you earlier about we were just going to talk in this next segment about potentially, uh, like, what I talked about with Jackie in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, like, talking about that more. Just about how, um, why it's kind of okay to joke about suicide in good taste, right? So, yeah. like, we were talking about oh, that yeah. more extensively where it's, like, you know, if someone's, like, Hey, you're sad. Just go kill yourself. <laughs> that's not funny, right? Like well, I don't that's know. not. I just laugh, yeah, but, but it's like, but you know, I'm making right. a joke. But yeah, it's yeah. like, people say that kind of stuff, and they think, oh, why aren't you laughing? We can't joke about suicide. Yeah. It's not that suicide isn't funny. You're not funny. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's like when people do jokes at open mics, and they're like yeah. about like a sandwich and they're like well i guess we're not a big sandwich crowd it's like no we would have laughed at your sandwich joke if you had a punchline yeah if it was right? funny exactly so i think um i want to hear your thoughts on why you think it's okay and if obviously i've heard yeah. you do jokes about it so yeah i mean it's one thing that i actually find it it's really helped me personally mm-hmm. just writing the jokes and then For hearing sure. them on stage and hearing the audience react to it um one of my my first suicide joke was actually written I was on a train, and I found out that another comedian in the scene had killed themselves. And, and when I, first of all, that, that comedian was, like, someone I had seen, like, a week before, and it was the first time I saw him, and I was like, oh my god, like, he's amazing. Like, my mind was blown when I watched him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, like, this is what comedy is supposed to be like. Mm. And then a week later, I find out he comes kills himself. And I had no idea, really, who he was. And I don't know, I just sat, I was on this train, and I, I had written out this bit, and I was like, oh, this isn't funny, like, I can't ever say this, because mm-hmm. it was very, like... I'm going to move the mic closer, sorry. Yeah. No, you don't have to move it that close, but just, yeah, right there. Right, right there? there is good. Okay, oh, yeah. sorry, I just don't want it to not No, my bad. <laughs> Let's redo the episode, can you tell me about the time you killed yourself? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, one? Yeah. <laughs> All right, take one. Um... No, so you realize you can do the joke, that's what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, and I w- at first I was like, oh, I can't do this. I was mm-hmm. like, this isn't funny. Like, oh, you ever have a belt around your neck? Mm-hmm. And that's, and I mean, I was like, oh, this isn't funny. And yeah. then I was like, well, maybe. And mm-hmm. then I had decided to try it at an open mic about a week later. And the first time I did, I was like, freaking out. I was like, oh, people are going to hate this. Mm-hmm. And then, it, like, it worked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you... You understood where I was coming from. Exactly. Exactly. And it was one of those moments where it felt really good. Just was like, it's good to joke about something so dark and then have people actually laugh at it. Because when people laugh at it, it it means that they connect to it or they understand in some way. 
of course, dude. Uh, even if it's not even like a long joke. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Jessica Deanna. Do you know who that is? Yeah. She's like a newer comic. She does this. She just. She didn't even do a bit. She literally was just like, "Do you ever think about killing yourself just to save money?" And I was like, <laughs> I was dying. I was like. Okay, this, it's not even like it's a joke about suicide. Yeah. It's actually probably a common thought where like, oh, I'm short on rent, I'm going to kill myself. Like, that's a normal thought people have. And yeah. then it normalizes it in the sense of like, oh, we can actually joke about this, not only this way, but then lead it to a further extent of like, we can talk about why people might want to kill themselves. This might be one of the ways, like under, underneath everybody's pain is like yeah. financial reasons, not having a good job. And I think it's super important to talk about that stuff because if you're not talking about it, it's only silenced more, right? Yeah. And then the more, <laughs> and then the more it's silenced, the more it's stigmatized, and the more people are like, "What the fuck?" And that's why. But that's the thing. It's like we. I, I bet you in 20 years, it's not going to be weird to joke about it. But like mm. doing it now is so important because you're breaking the mold. So yeah. that in the future, it won't be as bad. Yeah. So I think it's. It's difficult, you know? Like, there's sometimes where I've had my suicide joke as my closer, and, like, yeah. it usually goes the best, and I've gotten, like, applause breaks from it, and it feels it feels almost, like, worth it, yeah. you know? Like, it feels worth trying yeah. to kill myself because it, the joke works so well. Um, but then there's times where it doesn't work, and people are like, Jesus. And I'm like, but don't you feel a switch in your head where you're like, oh, those people just don't get it? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like, right now I'm working on a joke that's uh, about being a quitter and like the only time it's helped me is when i've tried to kill myself <laughs> yeah that's funny and, yeah. and so when i the way i've been working on it recently i've been using very like um aggressive words like oh like i just tried to hang my and, and mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't work completely like i'm right. still having to work on the way that i word it like i can't go out and like you said it, it to make a suicide joke funny that's the difficult it is and it really does it's almost as hard as killing yourself <laughs> it might be yeah. harder actually <laughs> I know. I dude mean, it's hard i mean it's hard figuring out what people like and then also figuring out the the correct wording i mean yeah. i do that joke that i've told jackie on the last podcast about me jumping off a building and sticking the landing i used to do a it it really honestly originated from my mom telling me i was going to get hit by uh a car on my bike because i bike you bike yeah. everywhere i bike yeah. everywhere too and I was like, well, I'd stick the landing. And then I did that joke and nobody laughed. And then as soon as I changed it to somebody jumped off a building and I was like, well, if I jumped off a building, I was a gymnast, I would stick the landing, right? Mm -hmm. That worked. And I was like, why is it that different? But it, it really isn't, to be honest, about the suicide. I think it might just be um, kind of how every joke works. Where yeah. it's like there's certain wording where like if you say um instead of um, yeah. it can kill. Oh, it really is. When you say that, it's all about tone and some of the things. Oh, like, for sure. I have this one bit where when I say, all you got to do is bring me home. Mm -hmm. When I say home, that's like the thing that kills. Mm -hmm. And it's only, and I've tried it before. Where I like, all you got to do is bring me home. When I say home like that, it does not work. Oh, 100%. And I think um, that's too what might discourage people from doing the suicide jokes and it's like it's not really people not laughing mm -hmm. at your joke it really could just be a simple comedic technique yeah. where you're not saying the right tone or the yeah. right phrasing or whatever or it's and all about delivery exactly and then i think too a lot of people are like like sometimes i'll do i did a joke about uh oh i used to do this joke about cutting myself and i was like my friend was like don't you do that for attention and i was like well if i did it for attention i would just start working at hot topic right and like it used to work but like i just stopped doing it yeah. for whatever reason and i think um i saw it as like oh it's not working because people aren't ready to hear jokes about cutting themselves when i really just didn't flesh out the bit yeah. so i think that's part of it too it's like oh we can't joke about this because it doesn't work it's like no 
commit to it. Commit to joking about it because if people laugh at it, then there's some exposure. Somebody in their family has, you know, and I I remember uh, Nikki Glaser talked about Mm -hmm. this where um, she did a joke about suicide and somebody got super offended and she asked the audience member, oh, do you know somebody that's, that's killed themselves? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, so has everyone. Every single person knows somebody or is related to somebody who has killed themselves. Oh, that reminds me of this time that I actually did this uh, show, mm-hmm. and I did some suicide stuff, and they were not digging it. So mm-hmm. I decided I'm gonna dig into it. It was like one of those things, like you just like you, leaned into. Yeah, it. I was just yeah. like, you know what, fuck it. Right. And at the end of it, you know, I'm sitting there, and the show's over, and this lady comes up to me, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, I just." gotta let you know like i think that like your suicide stuff that you joked about it's not funny <laughs> she was like she was like i knows multiple people that have killed themselves and i just don't find that funny at all so i think you should you have you have a lot to of work to do to make that funny and i was like you know what that's okay that you didn't find it funny because you know what the night before this I tried to kill myself which is true <laughs> yeah which which is actually yeah this was a few months ago when this happened and yeah. I was like I tried to kill myself and I thought it was very funny <laughs> and that's like I was like go yeah. away like, yeah I don't like, need go fuck yourself you're, yeah you're a six year old white woman I don't need your opinion. but what I don't think the like the world needs to know as well is that when you're speaking about an experience like that it comes from a place of like being genuine right so when you're writing about something like that you're taking people don't understand like doing stand-up comedy is an act Mm -hmm. so anything you write has some truth to it yes there's embellished bits yes there's things like nobody really jumped off a building of the story i heard about right Right. but i say that because it has happened somewhere right? right so i think people don't realize that like some of the things you say come from a place of heart. So they should be like, oh, that person's actually just trying to flesh out a bit and write yeah. about something they've experienced. They think like, oh, she's just joking about suicide. It's yeah. like, no, if they're talking about suicide, they've definitely thought about yeah. it. You know? And I don't think people know that. Yeah, like, I do gay jokes because I'm gay. Right, right? exactly. It's like, like, I do Jewish jokes because I'm Jewish. Like, you yeah. talk about what's happening and going on in your life. Yeah. If you see, like, there are certain things where... I'll do one joke and, I, and it won't work and I'd stop working on it because I'm not passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I work the most on my depression jokes, my suicide jokes, and mostly like recently my breast reduction jokes, right? But those yeah. are the most recent things that have been going on in my life. Right. So I think people need to know that like you're joking about it because not only are you trying to break a stigma, but you're also trying to come out of a place of like, oh, I've actually been yeah. through this. Yeah. But people don't know that. And I, I do have about five or plus minutes of suicide depression stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed that, like, if I want to do all of it, mm-hmm. I have to, like, ease myself into it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've come up with bits to ease into that. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of my, like... That's great. Yeah, that's, like, but that's smart. Yeah, like, one of my easing into jokes of, like, suicide is, like, one of my go-tos is, like, you ever get that feeling like you're just ready to shoot a bitch? Yeah. But turns out that bitch is you. Yeah. Like, I like that, yeah. It's 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 just a, it's an easy one to get people into it, and it's not really, like... It's not heavy. Right, like, you can tell it's a joke. Everyone's wanted to kill, yeah. like, to kill somebody for whatever right. reason. Like Everyone's always been like, I'm going to shoot that bitch. Exactly, exactly. So I think... But but then again, it, it is smart. It is suicide. It's very heavy, yeah. and we're not discrediting that, and I think it's super important. Like like I said, my suicide joke is my closer, so it's something that I've eased the audience in to be like, I'm dark. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere light soon. Yeah. So here's my closer, right? So I think uh, a lot of times 
people are so uncomfortable with it's very uncomfortable i mean especially like if it doesn't work and there's that energy in the crowd of i don't we're not going to talk about this and we're going to block you out almost it's more like oh we're not ready to hear this but one thing is sometimes it gets really shocking when an audience is super into it like like when you go from like a show that's like they're like you do one set and they hate it and then you Mm -hmm. do the next set and all the audience like loves your suicide stuff. Like, on the crowd. Yeah, I've heard like you, like you said, I've heard claps and stuff. Like, like some of the suicide stuff that I do, like I've heard it like tickle people the most. Like out of, I don't know. I feel and I feel like it. it it's because it's just more relatable. Because I think more people are suicidal or deal with depression than what we think. Like oh yeah, like everyone hides it. Yeah, like so many people hide. But it. that, but that's why we should joke about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because then once you joke about it, oh, this is normalized. Yeah. Once you can joke about something, it's normalized a little bit more, and then we can talk about it more. And it's also gonna help other people. And like when like people seeing you, that's gonna that could lead to a conversation for them personally with someone else. Like oh, hundred percent. Like oh, like this comedian is joking about suicide, and like you and your friend go out after the show like oh hey by the way i kind of want to kill myself right exactly or just like oh i've had those thoughts yeah or, like i really like that, that or like like a discussion not even about suicide just yeah. about mental health in general and then to like ease into that like i you know used to do jokes about my brother i still do jokes about my brother i'm using heroin and um a lot of people are like come up to me afterward and that's the funny thing right is yeah. that people come up to me and they're like hey, thank you so much for joking about this because, like, my brother struggles with addiction also mm-hmm. and I think it's, like, nice that you're kind of bringing it to light, right? Yeah. Which is great, but it's, like, I get more compliments about that, that it shows that using drugs is less stigmatized and it's and it's not their fault and it's blah, 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 which is true. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't believe that, yeah. but I think suicide uh, needs to come a long way yeah. because people don't realize, though, that addiction is a form of suicide, right? So yeah. it's, like, if you're shooting up every day, like, you don't want to live. Yeah. There's really, I mean... Yeah, I it, think I heard that you guys talking about it on the last podcast. Yeah, we de- we talked about that, and I, and I it's definitely... So, I mean, I could talk about it for days, honestly, because it, it could be a vicious cycle, yeah. because you could just get into heroin, because you you, you know you need your next fix, and that's yeah. all that's available. So you use heroin, um, but then I think it also breaks you down as a person, doesn't make you like yourself, so eventually you get into that suicidal state. Yeah. So I just... <sighs> It's so difficult to almost hear those compliments. And then the suicide joke, I get, like, some compliments on, but it's it's more about, thank you for talking about your brother using mm-hmm. heroin, which is, it's um it's interesting. Because yeah. I think almost sometimes drugs are glorified, like, right, like, with Demi Lovato, right. over to Ostan heroin. It's yeah. like, oh, is she okay? It's like, what about the person that's on the street, though? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you walk, I mean, we live in Chicago. There's a good chance we're walking by people that are shooting up. or like- Oh, I saw a lady on the train steps yesterday smoking crack. Yeah. Oh, I've I've seen a couple guys like in the train. I saw one guy like on the red line smoking crack out of a little, yeah, like a little tube. I yeah. I didn't think it was crack, and then it didn't smell, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Someone had pointed it out on the train, and like they were like mm. trying to like pressing the button. Oh, we got someone smoking crack on the train. Oh and God. so of course what we were line were you on? The red line. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> what other line do yeah. you crack on? <laughs> Green. Uh, I Pink, don't know. Maybe? Yeah. The ones I don't go on. <laughs> Same. The ones that go, like, far west. I don't know. I'm like, the ones I don't go on, I live in Wrigleyville, bitch, okay? <laughs> Too bougie for crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think I, I do think it's super interesting on, like, what people uh, almost 
think is okay to joke about and what isn't yeah. and there's definitely lines and there's certain things that you shouldn't say but if you've experienced it you should talk about it i agree and that is one thing too for me like i don't believe in filtering people and so like there's definitely times where i hear bits that i hate and mm-hmm. i'm like that's not funny mm-hmm. but also i feel like that's not my point to tell people that and so like i think when people say that certain topics are off limits mm-hmm. For me, I've always kind of, like, I feel like I'm really going headstrong into, like, this idea that, like, whatever's on my mind, I I should have the right to joke about it, whether you find it funny or not. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people would disagree with me, and there's a lot of, like, I think also a lot of male comedians use that as an argument, like, oh, I can talk about abortion because, or joke about it. Right, right. But... there's a fine line, and it's really hard. Of course, of course. A good abortion joke is a good abortion yeah. joke. Yeah. I mean, it, you, but if they're like, the bitch should get an ab- When it's not a punchline, like we talked about, it's not funny. And I think part of it, which kind of offends me, is when um, you said, like, no, to- there's topics that are off limits. Mm-hmm. It's like, but, so if we're viewing, if we're viewing comedy as an art form, right? Mm-hmm. And you're saying that this is a creative expression, you're free to flow with whatever material you want or whatever's going on in your life. And you're limiting us. That's actually limiting yeah. you as a creative person. And then it's like telling a painter, "Hey, you can only paint with blue." I'm sorry. It's like no. If they want, if whatever's on their mind, they're going to be able yeah. to paint, right? But since comedy involves so many people and feelings yeah. and past experiences and perspectives, it's like it just. It's sometimes you you just take an L for that because you're like, I yeah. can't joke about suicide because this person I know will get offended, and it sucks. But. I think, like, as we gradually get, you know, it'll get yeah. better gradually. But um, it's it's so interesting to find out which place is off limits and which place is this. And, yeah. and it's, you know, like, Zany's is clean, but I do my suicide jokes there, and they work the best there, right? So, like, I think it's a dark room. Like, mm-hmm. actually, like, it's very dark in there. You can feel it's it's like a small, not like a small room, but the ceilings are low. When there's like a high, like at Laugh Factory, like a yeah. high ceiling, I feel like I'm almost more exposing myself even more. Okay. When it's a more intimate feel, yeah. I feel like suicide is like, oh, I got this. Yeah, you know? I agree. I think suicide is always, material is always done really well when the room is more intimate. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a small, small room, but it's like, I probably wouldn't go and, you know, do all suicide material first time I do Laugh Factory or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's sure. probably not the best idea. Right. But maybe it is. Maybe it's ballsy, all right? No, like, that's what I, you know, and I, I've done, I mean, I've done shows here with, you know, that were sold out, and I've yeah. done a suicide joke, and I'm like, I don't give a shit if you don't laugh, you know? Because yeah. all my other material works, so it's like, what am I going to care if one joke yeah. doesn't work, you know? But I think it definitely speaks to, um, you know, and... <laughs> And there's some comedians who are like, well, it doesn't work. It's like, well, it doesn't work anywhere else. Okay, if the joke works everywhere else and it doesn't work in one room, it's the room, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And it, or it could just be how the rest of your set was going or how, yeah. how they're feeling about it. There's so many different factors on it. But the point of it is, is just to start knocking it away and don't be discouraged to, to joke about it because, and do it in, you know, good taste yeah yeah it's, it's not you know i'm not going around being like i tried to kill myself i i make a literal joke about it right, right. so it's like it's it's kind of like sex jokes where it's the difference between like oh um i was hooking up and this funny thing happened versus like i was given a blow job and then describing yeah. it graphically so yeah. that's like di- that's the difference between like the tastefulness and like oh this is a jokey yeah. joke and i think once we joke joke about it yeah it'll become a little less stigmatized yeah and i mean i'm really like 
passionate about like doing more material that's gonna like make you think Mm -hmm. I want to make you think but I also want to make you laugh and also my delivery is like very deadpan yeah Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I've noticed that it usually suicide jokes work well for me when I like the way just because of the way I say your demeanor for sure for sure like I've had people tell me like straight up like hey if someone else would have done that joke I would not have laughed Mm -hmm. and it's like that makes it special to you yeah and I think it's super important as a comedian to have a different style and be niche in the sense yeah. of, oh, when I walk away, what are people going to remember about me? There's some people I don't remember any of their jokes because yeah. they're not, not to be rude, but it's like sometimes people just say stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't remember that joke, you yeah. know, because it's not special, quote unquote. And I or think it's not a joke. Right. Just oh, well, them that's number one for sure. But I think also um, there's a certain point that you have to come to and be like, oh, when I walk away, what are people going to remember about me? Are they going to remember I was like, a girl like a just a white girl mm-hmm. who's jewish no yeah. you want to know more you want to get deeper um and you want people to like also like have questions and i think that's important instead of just going on about what do you see this in the news the other i mean it's it, there's different there's different comedians for sure but i think like yeah. going deeper at a level is very important especially if you're trying to advocate for mental health and mm-hmm. also make it less stigmatizing that yeah sense. so yeah because you want you to you want people to think, but you also want people to laugh. Because that's what your oh, job yeah, is to do right. is to make people laugh. Right, but there's jokes where I will laugh, but then it makes me think. Yeah. So it's never like I'm thinking immediately. If yeah. it makes me think, then I'm just like, oh, that was a statement. Yeah, right? it wasn't a good joke. But then you, if, but if it makes me laugh, and then like later after I watch like a special, I'm like, oh shit, that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, you just don't want to make it a TED talk about suicide. Oh no, that's, that's the last yeah, thing for you sure. want. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're running out of time, but where can people find you? Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, Instagram, uh, LDC stop, dot okay. stop. Uh, we can put it up on the yeah. video. I have a Twitter. I never use it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have some shows coming up. Yeah, No Place Like House. Oh, yeah, I'm on the show. Yeah, Drew's oh, on yeah. it. Jackie and I host it, actually. Yeah. So where is it? It's at Jackie's place. Okay, yeah, you want to give her address on here, but look her. But it'll be on your Instagram. Yeah, right? yeah, it'll okay. be on our Instagram. We'll be promoting that soon. I got other shit. Yeah, but I'm so bad at promoting. Like I like, I hate going through Facebook because people are like posting their shows every time. Yeah, and I just never post my shows. Like, yeah, we'll post it on Instagram. People yeah. will see it. So, um, like, rate, subscribe, review, follow, all that good stuff. Thank you for watching. Doing time. Hell yeah.